Nerds watch Disney podcasts. We watch films and have a blast. Rank them all from first to last. It's our podcast. Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to the first episode of the Dudes Watch Disney podcast. Uh, we are the dudes. My name is Jake. And I'm Dustin. And uh, basically, we're a couple of brothers, a couple of grown-ass men that have uh, started, uh, decided to start a podcast discussing Disney movies, the, specifically the animated Disney classics that uh, I like to think we all grew up with. And basically, the idea is we're just going to try to uh, watch through the whole list and maybe rank them on what is best, what is worst, trying to find what is the quintessential Disney film. But also rewatching the movies with adult eyes. The, the, the movies themselves probably designed mostly for children, uh, but we're looking at them with adult eyes and seeing do they hold up, and if so, uh, how and why do they hold up? What makes them so endearing right. and enduring? You hit that in the fake pilot episode, too. Yeah, well, it's a is good question. New, I'm proud phrase? of it. It's a enduring good question. and enduring, huh? Are the older ones still relevant? You'll notice right. uh, while a lot of them get played on the uh, the family channel, or whatever it's called now, Freeform, uh, Freeform Disney Channel also, yeah. a lot of them get played, but it's it's really like random which ones yeah. get played. Like, There's definitely example, films that get skipped over and never acknowledged. Yeah, like Two Snow- of which we're going to review. Yeah, so like Snow White, uh, almost never on TV. I don't know if that's trying to make it uh, remain special. I don't know what the thought is on that. Also, uh, to date the episode, where Disney's in the process of remaking a lot of these Disney like animated films, but they're remaking them as live action. So, like in the past few years, we've had Maleficent and Cinderella and Jungle Book, and basically, if we're getting a new crop of films in, let's uh, take another look at the old ones and make sure what's uh, what's good, what maybe deserves a remake, what maybe doesn't, what some things probably need to be shoved in a corner and forgotten about. <laughs> we also want to track how they changed over time. The uh... The, from stylistically, mu- uh, musically, uh, the topics they discuss, uh, some of the things that are acceptable in the older ones, like sexism mm. and racism that became yeah, much that, less prevalent later on. There's a on. lot of tropes, uh, like Disney racism, I think, will definitely be a thing that comes up several times, because it's just not like you're, even if you're not specifically looking for it, like, you see how the times change over the years, certainly not getting films like, you know, like Frozen, which is in so many ways trying to subvert classic disney fairy tale tropes and has a much more more progressive messages zootopia recently came out that uh that entire without spoilers if you haven't seen zootopia most of that film like the message is just accepting other cultures and other people and not letting our prejudices decide how we feel about someone and that's Interesting seeing as how I think we'll notice looking back through these Disney films, uh, Disney might be responsible for some of those prejudices. <laughs> Basically, uh, you may be wondering what uh, officially qualifies as the, what we're going down is the animated Disney canon. So it's, there's a lot of things this list doesn't include if you want to see the full list yourself. Uh, I mean, it's got a Wikipedia page called uh, List of Walt Disney Animation Studios Films. That list includes every main Disney animated release made by the official Disney studios. It does not include anything like Pixar, uh, joint productions such as uh, like Who Framed Roger Rabbit or Nightmare Before Christmas. Like Disney helped produce those, but they were working with other studios as well. 
It doesn't include anything from uh, what's known as Disney Toon Studios, which is known for the like the direct-to-video garbage sequels for like Cinderella Two and Jungle Book Two and theatrical releases. Uh, well, there are some uh, Disney Toon Studios films that got theatrical releases, oh, like, like a Goofy mag- movie, or like, like a Magic uh, the Duck Treasure, Tales, yeah, yeah, Treasure of the, Treasure of the Lost Lamp, which yeah. is a good film, true, uh, but probably not, not actually good. Not but officially I it. in the list, but yeah, it's. Related, but not actually connected. Well, also, uh, not in this list is anything, like, partially animated, like Mary Poppins or Pete's Dragon. Also doesn't include Studio Ghibli films. Or, uh, I've never heard that word before in my life. The Miyazaki films. Oh, okay. I was uh, going to say, it also doesn't include... There are people who assume anything that's a cartoon is, is automatically Disney, so, true. like, uh, people who think Shrek is a Disney movie, or, like, right. any of those... Uh, I figure those people probably aren't listening to a podcast about Disney Perhaps movies. not, but if you're waiting to see what we think about Shrek, like, uh, you know... <laughs> Fuck off, it's not happening. <laughs> right, I mean, I'll tell you now, the first one is nice, uh, yeah, it's the right. rest... Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. Eddie Murphy, uh, I find most animated roles Eddie Murphy is in still decent. That, I don't know what that could be said about a lot of Eddie Murphy's career at this point in his life. That's a good point. When we get to Mulan, spoilers, Eddie Murphy's probably the best part of that movie. But uh, And that's not to say that uh, we couldn't potentially review select films from all these things I just listed uh, as maybe potential bonus episodes, you know? But the official list goes like Snow White, Pinocchio, Fantasia, all the way down through Zootopia would be the most recent one, or... If you're listening to this like four years from now, put uh, Gigantic or whatever on that uh, into that list. Whatever else is coming out. The Moana, the thing with the rock. I don't know. Those are movies that are coming out. I know about Gigantic. I don't know the... Oh, is that the, that's the Hawaii one, right? Right. Yeah, uh, okay. It's got the rock is all I know. He's like... He looks like uh, Kronk from Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> it looks like he's playing that role. About us, uh, I mean, I don't think we're all that special from anybody else. We just speak for yourself. <laughs> we grew up with a lot of Disney movies. Like uh, growing up in the '90s was, you know, uh, we had a big old shelf full of those clamshell like Disney packaging VHSs, and uh, you know, it all had our favorites. A lot of the things we're going to try to cover is like before we get into the review of the film, cover like our childhood memories of it, so how often we watched it. Whether it will probably come to films that, like, the two of us didn't own as a kid, so didn't see those very often. I didn't spend a lot of time watching The Sword in the Stone, for example. But basically the idea is, uh, we're gonna be seeing how well these classics hold up, both from their time and from our childhood memories. Like, there's a lot of films that, you know, I watched as a kid that I'm not gonna be enjoying as much with a grown-up brain, you know? Right, well, we're trying to decide, are the, are the movies good, or are they? do you think they're good because you remembered liking them when you were little? Like, is it totally a nostalgia effect, or uh, are they quality films? But basically, the reason we're deciding to make a podcast about this is several, several summers ago, I believe it was the year of 2009, we actually made a quest to watch through all these animated Disney movies, because basically, I mean, we were two college kids at the time without jobs or obligations or friends to hang out with so we basically were stuck at home for an entire summer not working and just waiting for our dad to get home <laughs> so a lot of that time was spent uh hey it started out with let's watch different wrestling pay-per-views like every week to give us something to do and then we quickly burned through all of those that we wanted to watch and then it became we needed a new thing and then i think i had the idea of hey what if we tried to find every disney movie and just see because at that time, there was a lot we hadn't seen, 
And we basically just wanted to see what was the best. Uh, we tried to rank them. I was ranking them based on total subjective opinions of, you know, a 19-year-old asshole that wasn't really paying attention and just, just like, I want to watch Lion King. Why not? For me, at least, it was the uh, it was a fairly tumultuous uh, point in my life where, like, I had one hundred percent ran out of money, <laughs> like, because uh, I was you know as a college student, I was living off like scholarships and like student loans and things, right. and so uh, for whatever reason, like the school year ended and I had like one hundred fifty bucks that I had to make last for the rest of the summer, and so, so we like, spent a lot of time inside, <laughs> right? And going, we got most of our movies at that point from the library for free. Check them out, watch them. Like, That's another thing is. Finding these Disney movies, if you don't own them, not the easiest thing in the world because of the friggin' vault system where not everything's available. Right. And I mean, you can get them on Amazon, but you're going to pay for them. Mm-hmm. Like, like if it's something that's out now, you'll spend like $25, $30 for a Disney Blu-ray. And if it's something that's not out now, you'll be buying from some like collector yeah, for even, even more yeah, than that. Yeah, you're buying used. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but then the other peril of using the library system uh which is, is very nice use your libraries they're wonderful things you pay for them you might as Support well use the them, local library uh, with your taxes but uh, kids check out these movies right and, <laughs> and if you don't know already kids are the fucking worst <laughs> and so they tear up these movies they and don't then know you how to take care of yeah, kids can't take care of the disney movies like i'm trying to enjoy this cartoon kid another i go to see every animated movie that comes out for the most part and that means i have to deal with a lot of kids in movie theaters and if you're a parent bringing your kid to the movie theater <laughs> Side note, it's it's true, audience. He sees everything. Like, not even the just the good stuff. Like, the last... We recorded, like, a fake pilot episode to test earlier, and he name-dropped Over the Hedge and Hoodwinked in the, over the course of that episode. For the record, I have not seen Hoodwinked. Oh, okay. I, I just have heard people talk about it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I have to deal with a lot of kids. We try to go see, like, animated movies at, like, the 10 o'clock showing so that, you know, maybe the kids won't be there. Uh, you know. When I, uh... What I'm saying is, I will fight your kids. <laughs> but I saw Zootopia recently, and mm-hmm. the kid sitting next to me, it was just, like, him and his mom, and watching the previews, I was like, oh man, this kid's gonna be a blast throughout this whole thing. Because every... There was horrible previews for it, like, Angry Birds, the movie, mm-hmm. and crap mm-hmm. like that. And every, like funny line that happened, he would immediately turn to his mom and say the exact same line back to her. So it was kind of a long movie for that. Yeah, I was concerned. Last night, I went to go see the uh, the new live-action Jungle Book, which, again, we'll, we'll date this uh, if you're listening at a later time, but it was new at this point, um, and, you know, obviously surrounded by little kids, but I think because I saw it in IMAX, the movie itself was so loud, was loud enough to uh, that out. I couldn't have heard anything they said. <laughs> But anyway, when we watched them the first time, uh, I was ranking them based on absolute nothing, but you had a much more complex system for it because, uh, you know, you're a teacher and you were student teaching at the time, I believe, and you decided to come up with a grading rubric for it, which at the time I thought was silly, but looking at it now, like, I think is probably a really great idea. So that's, I think that's what we're going to be going with ranking these movies. Uh, would you like to explain it? Well, I feel somewhat hypocritical because as a teacher, I almost never use rubrics. I find them to be the worst. Like, your answer's right or it's wrong and let's move on. Like, Fair enough. Uh, but uh, I decided to use it for the Disney uh, podcast, it's true, and I thought of qualities that make a great Disney movie. Now, part of the issue with, I will admit right away that my rubric is very skewed because it weights uh, a lot of, one of the things that they're scored on is on their 
Disney magic, right? Which right. means I'm essentially ranking them on ones I already find magical, right? Fair so <laughs> uh, if it's a new movie, like or new to me at least, it's automatically going to be scored slightly <laughs> lower, or you would assume that it would be scored slightly lower on that. It will probably be a flawed system, no matter how we do it. But. We are ranking them on their quality, yes, but we're also ranking them on their intrinsic Disney-ness. Like, right. So it's, the goal is to find the best, but also most representative Disney movie. Um, so like something like Black Cauldron, which has a very uh, a large cult following, uh, people enjoy that movie. Yeah, Black Cauldron, a very interesting movie. Not very Disney. Doesn't like, feel like Disney at all, no. Interesting, uh, I guess, like a year from now or whenever we get to the Black Cauldron episode. Like, it's a total step away from what they were doing, and I appreciate it very much for, like, trying something new, but going by this rubric, I'll definitely be giving it low scores for, like, everything. Right. So, just, uh, there's gonna be a disconnect. We'll probably give a rubric score and also a, yeah, but I really like this movie and you should watch it score. Right. It's our podcast. We can do what we want. <laughs> As we go as well, we will be compa- uh, comparing not only our own scores for each of these movies, but also using the uh, the Rotten Tomato uh, score for each of them as well. To cha- uh, so we have some sort of sort of like a control group of like yeah. what the popular opinion, uh, at least among critics, uh, of the of the films are, or the opinion is. Uh, and we like to think of ourselves as critics too. I wasn't going to go that far, <laughs> but. Uh, Uh, So anyway, so I created a rubric, and uh, for whatever reason, uh, all the things in my rubric started with M. For Mickey. Now we've decided they're for (laughs) Mickey. At the time, it was like, what if they all start with the same letter? (laughs) M. Stupid. Right, exactly. So so the things that we're ranking on, first of all, as I've already mentioned, magic. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like magic is the most essential quality, but also the one that's the least easy to define. I wouldn't have opened with magic, because magic is basically like the catch-all for all the other... Well, no, but it's the the thing I had already mentioned (laughs) is the thing. We'll pretend I didn't then, and say music. Music (laughs) Music. is is one of the things that I'm scoring it on, because uh, I feel like Disney movies and music from the Disney movies go hand in hand. One of the things that makes them so enjoyable is their use of music. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can also uh, track the way that music changed. Like in the early movies, it's very uh, sort of operatic. And then as you go, you know, as we go through the years, uh, through the 60s and 70s, you get, you know, jazzier, uh, uh, not records, but soundtracks. And then the later ones where you're using like pop music. like just Well, and then... uh... Like when Little Mermaid comes out, I think that that's the start of of what became like the '90s Disney musical formula, where it's like there's so many, there's a big stretch of movies in a row. Which, if you know your timeline, it's like Little Mermaid, then Beauty and the Beast, then Aladdin. It, it, it's Disney's admittedly like most successful years and probably most like critical acclaim years as well, but they all followed a real clip, musical formula. And that's where they brought in the uh, the Broadway writers uh, to do that. True. Uh-huh. And like Elton John as well. Right. So, so music uh, would be one. Uh, the next thing, uh, something I like to call the meanie, uh, which is the the bad guy um, right. in the Disney film. villains. Very villains, important. Villains are crucial. Uh, mm-hmm. You can't you can't have much of a of a story without a villain, right? Right. Um, you need some sort of conflict, and usually the thing that drives that conflict is your baddie, your meanie, particularly and, in Disney movies because there's so many that are such over-the-top characters and that are so memorable especially to a child's eye and that meanie also usually tends to uh tie in with the music as well because most good disney movies there's a really good villain song somewhere in there yeah especially in the 90s ones that you just mentioned um but uh 
you know, I mean, I think you can be a good Disney villain without getting your own song. Uh, Maleficent says hi. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But not a lot of singing there. So uh, so we have the the music. We've got the meanie. Uh, what else do we have? <laughs> said magic already. Uh, the plot. Oh, yeah, the plot, which uh, plot doesn't start with M. So most people would have started with the plot. <laughs> uh, the meat is what uh, I call... Is that what you're calling it now? Uh, is that not what it... You called it the matters. Oh. <laughs> or the meat. Either way. <laughs> it's the, two M's. The, the matters, then. The meaty matters. <laughs> yeah. Where's where's the meat? Uh, meet me in the middle, and we will... <laughs> Talk about the plot. <laughs> yeah, the plot. Uh, the matters. Everyone the knows matter what the plot is. <laughs> you know, yeah, you basically... You know what plot is, like, if you We're made it through, right. like, third How much grade. do you like the plot? <laughs> yeah. Does the story make sense? And yeah. is it paced well? Uh, some of them have, you know, a fairly equal amount of time with the beginning, middle, and end. Some of them, like, spend a lot of time on this, like, random side quest, and then, like, it'll end rapidly, uh, looking at you, Sword, Sword of Stone. stone. Yeah. <laughs> you can see we have a few uh, uh, already prevalent opinions on these films, even if we haven't seen them in years, but... The next thing was the mise-en-scene, which is, uh, if you, it's a film term, uh... Right. French. That I'm not going to explain very well. <laughs> I I took a couple film classes. Yeah, I'll explain it. Once. It's basically just how everything appears on the screen in the film. So like the screens, uh, basically like scenery, visuals, uh, you know, sound as well, actor portrayals, all the like little extra juicy bits when it comes to film. So we're not talking about like the plot as written out on the script. It's the actual performance from pretty much everyone involved. So it's, yeah, essentially the things the audience sees and hears right. uh, along the way. So, uh, in, you know, these animated films, particularly Snow White, like, first animated film ever, uh, at least animated feature film, like, visuals are a very big part, part of that. So we'll be discussing that when we get to that episode, which should be coming up right after this one. The most recent edition uh, is the uh, the meaning, or the message. See, I'm really bad at this. <laughs> In addition to all this, we will be talking about the message of the film. That's our sixth M. Uh, we're already not certain about this because I came up with it just a couple days ago. And uh, side note, I find it frustrating because it gives us six categories, which means our max score is going to be 30 instead of 25, which throws off the math a little bit. But I feel like the message of uh, well, any film is what's going to be important. As, you know, just discussing the general theme of the movie... Uh, and basically, like, what you, the viewer, walk away from, walk away with, hopefully you're not walking away from the movie, <laughs> it's what you walk away with having watched it. Like, especially, uh, you know, since most of these are, for lack of a better term, children's films, like, what are your kids going to learn from watching this, and in what way does that affect the overall quality of the movie? Because, I mean, and that ties in a lot to the timeline in which it came out, because it becomes like, what values did we have in the 30s versus what values do we have now? And basically, does the film have a lot to say, you know? So, like, let me see if I can pick up on a non-Disney example. Like, the movie Fern Gully. Like, Fern Gully has a very clear message. I don't find that it's very well delivered. It's kind of, like, uh, ham-fistedly shoved in your face the whole time. Like, while well, you may walk away with, hey, maybe I shouldn't litter or whatever the hell uh the the way it's delivered to you is with tim curry being a giant ooze monster that sings about how he wants to eat the forest and 
it's like Captain Planety, and you're like, this is terrible. So that would receive very low marks in the message. One thing that we may want to address along the way in this podcast is, I mean, yes, obviously kids enjoy these movies, but are they are they just kids' movies, right? Like, no sure. one thought when Snow White just uh, came out in 1937, this is just for kids, right? Like this... Uh, yeah, uh, I've got some numbers on Snow White that I did for, like, our... They're pulled right from Wikipedia, but it made <laughs> millions and millions of dollars, and, like, it's one of the top ten highest... Like, adjusted for inflation, it's one of the top ten highest-grossing films ever. So. Right, and I think if you think about it, especially, like, coming out of the... Like in the two thousands, where you've got you know not just the the, the, the the animated things don't have to be for kids, right? Like in the age of South Park and Family Guy and all these right. things, like obviously kids do watch those things, even though it's not intended for them. But just because something is a cartoon doesn't mean it has to be for kids. Like animation, I think, is just another medium. It's another right. way to tell a story. It doesn't have to be for kids. Now, obviously, because they started with fairy tales. Uh, they have a reputation for being kids things and, and are, they market to kids because kids buy things like well, the, kids the parents, parents buy, things. buy things. But so, you know, toys are an easy thing, uh, costumes, all that kind of stuff. Right. But I don't think that they're necessarily for kids or at least they weren't in the beginning. Now you could argue. That right. We may discover like, oh man, this is, this is, we're doing it for the <laughs> this kids. This is some like, schlock. Yeah. Uh, speaking of kids, another like talking point that'll be, probably brought up throughout this uh neither uh me nor dustin have children of our own uh but i think uh, this will be nor too... do we care for them honestly. Yeah, in general <laughs> but uh i think will be a sort of a general question would be like is this something you would want like when you have kids is this a movie you're really going to want them to watch and own and watch with them and all that jazz but that's basically uh that's basically the idea of the podcast right there we just sort of wanted to do a little Maybe intro explaining everything so we can spend most of the, the Snow White episode focusing just on Snow White. But uh, I don't you have anything else you want to add? No, I'm just I'm looking forward to watching all these movies. Uh, most of them I've seen before. Some of the... Uh... Right. Well, in 2009, we watched all the way... When we watched them in 2009, we went all the way up to, I think, Dinosaur was the last mm, one we saw. Yeah. Somewhere around there. So there's there's a gap. And yeah, but we watched the, the main ones. Uh, and like, in as far as watching them in, in the movie theater, obviously the ones that came out before I was born, I didn't watch in the movie theater. Obviously. But uh, from, you know, as far as I remember, I watched each year when the, when the new one would come out, I watched them through Tarzan. For whatever reason, Tarzan's where I drew the line and didn't go back to watch a Disney movie until the Winnie the Pooh sequel, which yeah, came out in... 2011, like, maybe? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I still haven't seen that one, so, that's, so I borrowed it from you like three years ago and haven't watched it yet. Yeah. It's a good thing I haven't wanted to watch it at any time during that time. Yeah. I feel like you would ask if you really wanted it. No, because that's the <laughs> funny thing about me and the internet. <laughs> I tried to order uh, off Amazon the original Winnie the Pooh movie and accidentally ordered the sequel, <laughs> which I already owned, and then had to send it back. Oh, I thought you kept the other it. One. But then, uh, then I was looking for the uh, the sequel, and I was going to watch it one day, and then remembered I'd let Jake borrow it like two years before, so... I can bring it next time. I'm good at keeping up with my stuff, is basically what <laughs> I'm telling you. That's not even the first time you've done that with Amazon, either. Uh, it happened, like, the same week, when, like I did yeah, it with that. When Captain America, mm-hmm. the Winter Soldier, came out, you were like, I'm gonna order that. Mm-hmm. And then you didn't, because you ordered the first Captain America movie. The two of them happened, like, within a week of each other. Like, I don't know. <sighs> That's alright. I tried to... 
order a replacement cord for my uh, external hard drive from Amazon once, and then they sent me, like... I guess some packages got mixed up because instead I got like 20 bootleg uh, Apple chargers <laughs> that don't even really work that well. Like they won't work with my iPod, but uh, Kelsey used them for her phone for a while. So I don't know. She's got an iPhone uh, 6 or 6S or something now. So they've got the different cords. So now I've got like 20 of these things left and nothing to use them on. But oh well. But the point is, we're really excited about this. Uh, with it, when we finish each film, we'll, we will score it based off of our rubric. Uh, then, at the after we've done that, we will then add it to our listing. So, at the end of each podcast, you'll hear us uh, list our our movies uh, in the order we've ranked them, or at least once we get well in, we may just do right. the top we'll give five you an update every and tell you what and... number it came in, and then <laughs> remind you of what our uh, top five uh, looks like at that point. Um, but we're really excited. We hope there are others who are really excited, too, who are going to be uh, listening to this uh, faithfully. <laughs> Hopefully. I'm hoping, and this will be cut if it becomes apparent I won't be able to do this, but I'm hoping we can uh, upload these. I'm thinking every two weeks will be the schedule. Every other week there will be a new Disney film. I think that'll be easy enough because it means we only have to get together like once a month and we can record two of them and then I can just take my time editing them later. But... Uh, Hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, uh, we'll have already three or four movies recorded, and just uh, you can start with Snow White if you want, or if you, you know, you're a big Dumbo fan or something, jump into that. I right, I think that's our plan to, is to do the first four or five and then release them all you know, at yeah. once. So you can pick and, and choose. From that point forward, then we'll release more you know, every two weeks or every month or whatever it is. Uh, so we hope you tune in, and if you're done with this uh, episode, feel free to tune into the next one. Uh, so... We're the Dudes Watch Disney Podcast, and I'm Jake. And I'm Dustin. And we'll see you next time. I'm a dude. Dude, dude. He's a dude. She's a dude. Dude, dude, dude.